This message was recorded live at Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church in Plantation, Florida. Welcome to PlantationSDA.tv. Here you will find a diverse variety of Bible-based topics and conversations. God's master plan to inspire your mind, bring peace to your heart, and uplift your soul. May you be blessed and encouraged as you listen to God's Word. good. What do you say? All the time? Indeed, we serve a good God and his name is always worthy to be praised. I am certainly uh, very, very appreciative of your pastor, Pastor Rose, and his dear wife. Uh, They have been very special and dear to us. And I must say that, yes, the Reverend did send me to that difficult church when Pastor Rose escaped Greater New York Conference. But you know, all things happen together for good for them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose because certainly I would never exchange my experience for nothing else. I think I was at that church for about four years and then the Lord uh, sent me over to Maranatha. That church, uh, King's Temple at the time, was about 200 members. Then they gave me another church with 600 members and told me to pastor both of them. And praise be to God, the Lord would have it that they would eventually take King's Temple and leave me at Maranatha. And they didn't just leave me there, they sent me my first associate pastor. A female associate pastor came from Wall Street. She left Wall Street to ministry and God used us in a mighty way. What do you say, amen? And so I am just so very, very grateful for what God continues to do. I bring you greetings on behalf of my beautiful wife, uh, Natalie, and our children, on behalf of the First Seventh-day Adventist Church of West Palm Beach. Certainly, God has been blessing tremendously, and we give him all the honor, all the glory, all the praise for what he continues to do. Pastor Nugent, good to see you and the family uh, here, uh, someone who we... I've known for quite some time now, and of course, Pastor Newton serves as our Associate Youth Director of the Florida Conference, but he still remains a member right here at Plantation Church. Amen? I want to acknowledge also uh, Elder Graham and his family. We have known them for quite some time. He and his dear wife, I think I see Tommy there. Neil, I see you there too. Praise the Lord. Uh, you know, I grew up at the Lord of Hills Seventh-day Adventist Church, but uh, frequented uh, the Plantation Church during that time, and we forged some very good friendships over the years. And of course, I need to be careful. A number of you are here from back in the days. You remember Shane, don't you? Amen. <laughs> Amen. God is good, and his name is worthy to be praised. We do not want to delay the word of the Lord. And so I want to invite you to turn with me in your Bibles to Revelation, the third division. Revelation, the third division. And I want to invite you to stand with me as we read the word of God together. Revelation, the third division. Let us read God's word together. Behold, I, what? Stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him, and he with me. To him who what? Overcomes, I will what? Grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Pray with me under the theme, the best is yet to come. Loving Father and our God, we thank you so much for the privilege and opportunity to study your word. Even now as we open your book once more, we invoke the presence of your Holy Spirit. We ask that you will take full control even now. Remove anything that is unlike thee from among your people that your Holy Spirit will flow in this place today. Touch your people once again. 
Bring us all to a closer walk and a closer communion with thee. And Lord, it is my sincere prayer that when we should come to the end of our experience today, that every person in the hearing of my voice will be able to exclaim, indeed, it was good to be in the house of the Lord. Bless us now as we worship you in spirit and in truth. Let the church of God say, Amen. Amen. A new pastor was visiting the homes of his parishioners. At one house, it seemed obvious that someone was at home. But no answer came to his repeated knocks on the door. Therefore, he took a business card and he wrote on that business card, Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 through 21 on the back of it, and he stuck that card right there in the door. When the offering was processed the following Saturday, he found that his card had been returned to him. Added to it was this cryptic message in Genesis chapter 3, verse 10. Reaching for his Bible to check the citation, the pastor broke out with gales of laughter. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20 through 21 begins, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Genesis 3.10 reads, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. You see, Dr. Martin Luther King knew that men are prisoners of their own limitations. History reveals that he knew that all men would fall short of their earthly aspirations if they had no heavenly goal. He realized that if mankind would aspire to achieve its loftiest goals, we would first have to learn to dream beyond our own human expectations. However, mankind seemed bent on sacrificing the hereafter for the prison of the here and now. Are you following me, saints of God? Church, today I submit to you that for proof of our penchant for dissolution from God and our eternal hope, we need only look into our own history as a people. Freedom movements have always undershot or overshot their marks, if you please. New conquerors repeat the same old mistakes over and over again. The truth is, the struggle for power in this world is never ever resolved. When one contest is decided, it's not long before another takes its place. Dr. King spent the better years of his life uh, tackling the problems of the here and now. In an ironic twist of History, Montgomery, Alabama, the cradle of the Confederacy, where Jefferson Davis took the oath of office as Confederate president in 1861. It was here that Dr. King began his struggle for freedom that he knew would be temporal at best. From his nonviolent protest against segregation that led to his unjust Birmingham incarceration to the Selma March for voters' rights, Dr. King was willing to put his life on the line for the cause of freedom. Let me ask you, how about you? Are you willing to risk limb or life for who and what you believe? Are you willing to stand for the right though the heavens may fall? Are you willing to be the voice for the voiceless? Are you willing to stand and demand your rightful change when the cash register of justice does not ring up the right change? You see, a threat to justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Am I talking to God's people today? Dr. King and his marchers often walked more than 50 miles, causing him to say, we are on the move now like an idea whose time has come. But, but while Dr. King struggled to gain freedom for our here and now, 
He also knew that none of the problems that plagued us today would affect our hereafter. Just in case you don't understand what I'm saying, uh, Martin Luther uh, understood, Dr. King understood that even though we have to fight for what is right right now, it would never affect our goal to make it into God's kingdom unless we lose hope as a people. Dr. King knew that one day he would reside in a heaven where goods and services would be dispensed by a loving God who has no color preferences. Yes, that's right, saints. Uh, while Dr. King pressed for the equal dispensation of opportunity and achievement, uh, what we all call the American dream, he also knew that there was a world awaiting him where there are no slums, no racial discord, no crime, no ostracism, and no political warfares. He knew that one day the former things would be passed away and all things would become new he knew that one day God would wipe away all tears and end all death sorrow and pain and he longed for the freedom of that day understand saints that it was it was Dr. King's penchant for the hereafter that that taught him and, and made him uh, be able to bear even the experience he beared during his time Today I suggest to you that, that man cannot readily bear the burdens of this life without the hope of the hereafter. Dr. King saw firsthand what happens when man is trapped within an unjust world from which there is no escape and, and, and where hope is inexorably deferred, if you please. He, he saw the riots and the rebellion. He saw the brokenness of dream. He saw the destruction of life and property. He saw the inequitable dispensation of America's pie. He saw the ramification of racial and hatred detestation understand me saints of God that Dr. King and his counterparts knew that when hope dies man dies not merely an outward death of the flesh but an inward death they also knew that that hope need not die that that man could live abundantly in spite of political unrest and governmental and government procrastination and yes even in spite of outright oppression for in the midst of their greatest struggles for freedom in the here and now they had tucked in their bosom the hope of every man's soul that is hope in the coming of the Lord they knew that the, the moral force of living right uh, resting in the bosom of hope would triumph uh, not just here and now but in the hereafter if you please they knew that ultimately no form of human tyranny could survive no Napoleon no Hitler no slave masters with no Jim Crow uh, South no dictator no political monster no insurrection could ever conquer the hope that truth crushed to earth would rise again I'm talking to God's people today I declare to you that no weapon formed against the people of God shall prosper let them plan let them scheme let them do all that they want to do but when you are touched by the favored hands of God there's nothing that they can do to stop you success is yours because you're touched by God's favor and let me also say this that that weapon that is formed against God's people sometimes is the weapon that we create ourselves. Sometimes we become our own weapon. You know, sometimes our greatest enemy is ourselves. Am I talking to God's people today? You know, we, 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 we live in a, a culture that that tells us that you must get all that you need to get and achieve all that you want at any cost, even if you need to step on other people's head, other people's heads. 
Even if you need to destroy someone else so that you can succeed, then you must do that. You see, all of that comes all the way from slavery. You see, hurt people hurt people. Have you ever read that book? Uh, we, we, we oftentimes hurt others because we ourselves got hurt. Some of the greatest blows that I've ever experienced in life came not from others but from my own people. And we become a mass destruction. We, not only do we destroy ourselves, but we destroy each other. Some people need liberation. They're walking around today still in slavery, not recognizing that they have not yet been liberated. And that's why some of us, when we come from the islands and we come here to America, people can tell us that, oh, you are better than the others. Uh, you, you come from a different place and so that so you are better you 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 do things better uh, you 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 are are more accomplished we we rather dealing with you well you know uh, are you the the field slave or are you the house slave which one i don't need somebody to compare me with my brother I don't need somebody to be telling me that I'm better than my brother in order to make me feel better about myself because my objective is not to tear down my brother. My objective is to build up my brother in Jesus' name. My objective is to make it over yonder, but not by myself. I must bring my brother along with me in Jesus' name. Am I talking to God's people today? You see, we, 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 we have a crab in a barrel kind of syndrome, you know. Some people, they can never be rejoiceful about the blessing that God has bestowed upon others. You, you, you know, every time God blesses somebody, it ought to be you and nobody else. Comes all the way from slavery. I mean, if God blesses you, if God should bless your sister with a Lamborghini, don't begrudge your sister. Don't, 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 don't be bad-minded. Don't be, back home we say, red-eye. Be happy for your sister. Thank God for blessing your sister with a Lamborghini and then go and ask God to bless you with one too in Jesus' name. That's what we're called to do. Celebrate, you see, we don't celebrate each other enough. We're called to celebrate one another. We're called to build up one another. We're called to, to, to express God's love one to each other unconditionally. And the truth is that not everybody who you love will love you back. But you still have the responsibility to love. And so no matter what they do to you, you as a Christian, your call to love them anyhow. And, and, and let, me, let me make sure I qualify this. Now, I'm not suggesting to you that you should be anybody's doormat. I'm not suggesting to you that you should have anybody walk over you and step on over you. I'm just suggesting to you that you are to be what God called you to be, and that is to be a Christian. That is to love people unconditionally, no matter what race, no matter what culture, no matter what creed, we are called to be lovers. Why? Because we know the God who is the author of love. I'm not talking to God's people. So when they hate you, don't you give them back hate. You give them love. Now, the truth is that there are some people who you got to make sure that while you're loving them, you are keeping your eyes on Christ. That's why the Bible says, watch and pray. Because while you must help them, you must not allow them to destroy you. And there are times when you will have to watch and pray because you ever met somebody, no matter how much you try to help them, they seek to destroy you. No matter how much you stick your head out to help them, they're, they're, they believe that their responsibility is to destroy you. Well, what do you know? Don't give them what they give you. When they hate you, just kill them with love in Jesus' name. Love them! Anyhow, express unconditional love to them. Why? Because that's your nature. That's what God has called you to be. You are a liberated person. And because you are liberated, you will not allow someone's behavior, someone's demeanor to cause you to act like you are not a Christian. Why? Because you are 
liberated and some of us behave certain ways because we are not liberated. It was Bob Marley who said, emancipate yourself from what? Mental slavery. There are some people who are still living in slavery and because of that, not only do they hurt themselves, they hurt others. But listen up, saints. For, for, for those of you who, who live only in the here and now, with no hope of the hereafter, you, you need to know that, that there is a frightening specter of the endless cycle of hate that seeks to devour the hope of all mankind, if you please. Black, white, bury it in blood. Understand that it's self-depreciating and self-defeating, and it causes endless pain much of the pain that you and I witness happening all around us today not not long ago we heard of two brothers having an argument and when I say brothers I'm talking about black or white because if as long as a brother is a living soul he is my brother he does not have to be a black man to be termed my brother he is my brother no matter what race or culture two brothers were having a fight and while they were arguing uh, one brother jumped in his car and and decided that he was going to echo some racial words some racist words and and as he echoed those words he pressed on the gas of his car and hit the other brother now I know he didn't mean to to do anything bad to the brother but shortly thereafter uh, the perpetrator was termed to be a murder a murderer because that brother died in a local hospital we saw not long ago after two years of trial the perpetrator was sentenced to life in prison and so there you go someone died instantaneously and another person will die in prison because he allowed hatred to be fested up in his heart. If Dr. King were still with us today, he would say that it's long overdue for all men to open their eyes and see that white or black intransition and, and recklessness can only lead to the ruin of all of us. You see, my plantation family, Today I submit to you that this nation, if you please, this, this world needs the master touch of Jesus, the, the one who is the great reconciler, the ruler of the hereafter, if you please. You see, when racial discord threatened to destroy a nation founded on principles of equality, our ancestors called upon Jesus Christ to rebuke the distressing storm and the political physical whips that they lost their sting even though they were seeking to destroy them they could not take away what they had and that is a relationship with God himself now hold me a seat next to you I'm coming to sit right next to you now you see for those of us who live as our ancestors did with the hope of the hereafter tucked in their hearts Christ is the perfect calm for our worldly tensions does somebody know what I'm talking about today tension all around you but Christ is your perfect calm he is the preordained answer for whatever calamities still face us in this world today he is all the hope that we need in this troubled world today I declare that my God is bridge over troubled waters today I submit to every person in the hearing of my voice that without Christ our earthly attempts at harmony will pay and die and our conqueror and conqueror upon conqueror will rise to threaten our defeat you cannot legislate love for our ancestors longed for freedom not just for this life but for eternity 
Though they were arrested many times, saints, no, no ball or chain could, could hold them. Their, their entire being was, was scented with the heady elixir of paradise over which man has absolutely no jurisdiction. No political or racial storm clouds rise could blot out their view of a guiding star that beckoned them to come. They knew that our promised land was just around the bend. We can hear them saying even thousands of years removed from their time we may not get there with you but we as a people will get to that promised land yes they longed for the day when they would reach that greater promised land when, when in the bright and golden glow of tomorrow's sunrise they would stand at last before their creator and hear from his perfect lips, well done good and faithful servant, enter now into the joy of my kingdom family today the Lord sent me by here to tell you that we owe no less to our ancestors than our best efforts to continue to live together in love and unity and we owe no less to our savior than to be humbly determined to love each other unconditionally this is what it means for God's people to dream beyond their own human expectations. For understand me today that the carnal man is incapable of unconditional love unless the spirit of God dwells within him. Come back with me to the beginning when God created Adam. The Bible says God created Adam in his image and praise God after he created Adam he saw that the animals weren't good enough for him so God created for Adam a woman notice he did not create a man for a man he created a what a woman for Adam he did not create Adam and Saddam or Eve and Geneve he created for Adam a woman and the Bible tells us that when Adam eyes beheld God's beautiful creation when he looked at her physical concavities and her intricate retentatives Adam could not contain himself he exclaimed "Woo, man she is bone of my bone and she's flesh of my flesh. They had a peaceful home. There was nothing such as domestic violence. There were no arguments. There were no disagreements in that home. Family worship was a pleasant experience to behold. Uh, uh, inspiration tells us that angels would literally come down and worship with them. It was an amazing seen to experience it it was an amazing uh, a life for Adam and Eve but unfortunately sin came in and broke all of that up to the extent that the Bible tells us that that when God came down Adam blamed a woman and the woman blamed the serpent they began the blaming game because sin took over their lives and, and the Bible tells us that it got worse every generation after generation. It only got worse to the extent that their son Cain got up and killed his brother Abel and by the time they got to the Tower of Babel, pride took over those people to the extent that they decided that they were going to build a city for themselves. They were going to build a tower that went all the way up in heaven. Why? Because it's now salvation by works. It's not about uh, their, their closeness and their connection to Christ in terms of the spirit. It is about how much they can get close to God through their own hands. It is salvation by works. That's what they were engaged in. They were so filled with pride that they wanted to make a name for themselves. Do you know that unity is not always for good? Sometimes people will unite together for evil. And you must make sure by the grace of God, you are never a part of anything like that. You, by the grace of God, must make sure that your life is so connected to God that no one can ever get you to unite with them for the cause of evil, for you must understand that ultimately God wins. 
When you mess with God and his people, God will win. God never lost a battle and he will never lose a battle. The scripture tells me that God came down and he troubled their language. The Bible says he disturbed their language. They started speaking all sorts of other languages. Understand that this was now a hundred years removed from the flood. And they made such a decision that they were going to reject what God commanded them to do. And that is to be dispersed all across the earth. They decided that they wanted to build a kingdom for themselves. They decided that they wanted to build their own way into God's kingdom. But when you mess with God, God will fix you. The Bible tells us that God came down and he disturbed all of that. And in the interest of time, fast forward now to the day of Pentecost. For you see, Pentecost is Babel reversed. Understand me that God told his people, tarry in Jerusalem and wait for the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible tells us that when the Spirit of God came down upon them, God's Spirit was such pow so powerful that God's Holy Spirit used them to do mighty exploits for his kingdom. You need to understand that the Bible says tongues of fire came down upon them. Tongues is a symbolic of the fact that God's word would be spread throughout the entire world. Fire is symbolic of God's burning, God burning sin from the lives of his people. And that's exactly what he was doing there at Pentecost. God was removing sin from the lives of his people and using them to do mighty exploits for his kingdom I said to you before and I will say it again that Pentecost was a reversal of a Babel we see there at Babel there was confusion of tongues at Pentecost the tongues are understood at Babel Babel scattered God scattered the people in judgment to the four corners of the earth and at Pentecost the people were scattered to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and to bring forth his covenant unto his people understand me that it, at Babel language is used to promote a human agenda they said let's make a name for our but at Pentecost language is used to announce the almighty works of God at Babel re Babel resulted in disunity but at Pentecost believe you me it was all about unity and you need to understand that when God unites his people amazing things will happen the Bible says on that said day as the gospel was preached 3,000 souls came to meet Jesus Christ and to accept him as their personal savior from sin now what is God trying to say to us to, to through this reversal of Babel today what God is saying to us saints of God is that his desire through the working of his Holy Spirit is to recreate his image in us God wants to recreate his image in us and just like Adam and Eve had it from the beginning God wants us to have that clear connection and that clear communication with him for you see when you are in touch with God it makes all the difference in the world hence the reason why God says love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and love your what your neighbor as thyself for you see your vertical connection will inform your horizontal relationships I'm not talking to God's people today when you are connected to God you cannot help but love your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ no matter what culture no matter what race no matter what creed no matter what class you will love people unconditionally because you are in touch with the one who is the author of love Family, understand that when God sends forth his spirit, amazing things will happen. Barriers are broken. Communities are found. Are found. Uh, opposites are reconciled. Unity is established. Disease is cured. Addiction is broken. Cities are renewed. Races are reconciled. Hope is established. People are blessed. 
And thanks be to God, church happens. Am I talking to God's people today? Today it is my prayer that by the grace of God, Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church will let God's spirit rule supremely, that you will not subscribe or support imperialism, that you, this church, Plantation Church, will continue to be the house of prayer for all people, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, rich, poor, privileged and underprivileged family today it's my prayer that God's Holy Spirit will continue to bind you together with the cords of love that will never ever be broken so be ready get ready for God is about to do something amazing discouraged folk cheer up dishonest folk fess up sour folk Sweeten up, close folk, open up, legalistic folk, convert up, gossipers, be quiet, conflicted folks, make up, sleeping folks, wake up, lukewarm folks, wake lukewarm folks, fire up, dry bones, shake up, pew potatoes, stand up, but most of all, let Christ, the Savior of the world, be lifted up in this place Matthew 24 verse 14 says and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations and then the end shall come soon Jesus will come and he will take us to a place where there is no more racism no more hatred no more disunity no more suffering those things will no longer exist because my God will make all things new in John chapter 14 he gave us a constellation Jesus declares let not your heart be troubled for ye believeth in God believeth also in me for in my father's house are many mansions and if it were not so he says I would have told you I go he says to prepare a place for you and if I go to prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there ye may be also oh revelation 7 gives us a great description of what that scene would look like when you and I are translated into God's kings God's kingdom the scripture tells us that the great multitude will stand together on the sea of glass notice the bible didn't say one race the Bible didn't say one people. The Bible says the multitude shall stand together on the sea of glass. I suggest to you today that if you and I are going to make it into God's kingdom, we better start learning how to live together in love and unity down here. Because if you can't love down here, you ain't going to be up there. Am I talking to God's people today? If you're going to be there, you got to learn to be a lover right down here. The Bible tells us that that great multitude will stand together on the sea of glass and we will sing together that great song of Moses and the Lamb, the song of victory, if you please. I want you to know and understand that those angels in heaven, they won't know the song. The elders won't know the song. For for you to know the song, you have had to have had the experience. But guess who will know the song? Jesus himself will know the song. And the Bible tells me that together we will unite our voices to sing yes the bass will chip in the tenor will chip in the soprano will chip in and if you're like me you won't even know what you're chipping in but you'll be chipping something in and together we will sing the song of victory glory 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 Lord God Almighty, the Bible says while we are singing that song of victory, one of the elders will grab on to Jesus' robe and he will ask the question, who are those people over there? What are they doing here? And without any remorse or regret, Jesus will answer 
These are they who served me when no one else wanted to. These are they who lived together in love and unity. These are they who did not exercise racism or classism. These are they who loved unconditionally. These are they that came out of great tribulation. Oh, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see and I look upon his face the one who saved me by his grace when he takes me by his hand and leads me through the promised land oh what a day where's my musician what a day that will be oh father I know without a shadow or a doubt that you are in control of this world and because he is in control of this world the same God who has begun a good work in his people will finish it even to the day of harvest as we bring this to a close and the praise team gets ready to sing many years ago Dr. King had a dream a dream of unity and brotherhood a dream of unconditional love in a world of harmony. Dr. King was here today. I believe he would tell us that it would be far more sensible to teach our people to dream beyond their own limited expectations, to reach for the impossible rather than to succumb to the inevitable, to garner the hope that only comes from fate's determination and to plot a course that will ultimately lead to perfect peace and that is heaven at last my plantation family today the Lord sent me by here to tell you no matter what happens hold on to the unchanging hands of God love him supremely and love your neighbors as yourself for the best is yet to come are you looking forward to that day when you can behold your savior face to face are you looking forward to that day when you will dwell in a land where racism classism and hatred will no longer exist but there we will dwell in the presence of god forever that's your desire. Would you stand with us as we sing the song like we believe it? So praise to you, sings. I want us to stand and sing like we believe it. Sing like we believe it.
rising on your feet and heaven is witnessing every moment. God stands with mercy door ajar. God is saying to his people today, you must not leave the same way you came. You must leave here changed. He's saying to each and every one of us, he wants to give us a new beginning. He wants to make a difference in our life. He wants to take us to the next level in our spiritual walk and our connection with him. And today you want to say, Pastor, pray for me especially that today will be a new beginning in my life. Just raise your hand right where you are. Just raise your hand right where you are. Pastor, pray for me that today will be a new beginning in my life. Raise your hand so heaven can see. God is taking note right now. He wants to give somebody the victory. Indeed, God wants to do something special and significant in your life. We're going to sing this next stanza. As we sing this next stanza, God bless you, all those of you who have raised your hands so heaven can see. As we sing this next stanza, I want you to think about your own walk with God. I want you to understand that if you know that you need to make things right with God, now is the acceptable moment. Not next week, not next month, but right now, Jesus. Today, God wants to give somebody. Like we believe it now, as we bring this experience to a close. Worldwide faith. Mercy door still ajar. 
As I prepare to pray, you can still, in these waning moments, come to Him. Father God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the power and clarity of your word. We thank you that Jesus was exalted through your word. We thank you, Lord, that the preacher was faithful to the word. And we've come here at this junction in, in the service to just recognize that we are, we're nothing without you. Even as we hasten to embrace that we are everything with you and because of you. And so, Lord, we affirm those who came forward, indicating by that action that, they, that they're surrendering to you. And even as we're praying, we ask that your Holy Spirit will continue to do his work. Speak to that obstinate, stubborn heart. Continue to speak and draw them to you as only you can. We pray that you will affirm the decisions that were made in this moment. That you will beat back the forces of evil that would seek to discourage and dissuade that you will lock in their decision for time and eternity. That, that these who have come forward will, will, will be led by you even further and further and further into total surrender. Oh Lord, we thank you again for your presence in this service. And we want to be careful to give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise. We, we want to be careful to affirm that our lives have been made better. Having gone through this worship experience with you today, we praise you and we bless you. In the name of Jesus, we pray these things. And all of God's people say amen. Amen. And somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. closing song goodness of God that's all sad thank you
me through the fire. You have led me through the fire. In darkest nights. In darkest nights. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have been in the goodness of God. blessing through you to others this week may he give you clarity in your various decisions this week in Jesus name amen bless at least two persons before you leave right now go ahead pronounce a blessing on at least two persons right now before you leave pronounce a blessing on at least two persons right now right now right now this podcast was brought to you by Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons, deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you would like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at plantationsda.tv.